It is Wednesday, the 28th day of June, 2023. And just a fair warning that I am in a foul mood. Uh, In spite of what most may think, and just general outward appearances, I am mostly a pleasant individual. Sure, there are times when that's not the case, but you know, that's the same for literally every human being. But I've gotten much better over the years at being able to just brush aside most bullshit. And I find that, you know, after a minute or two, you just kind of deep breath, moving on. It's okay. Things are fine. No big deal. Right? However, there are a few things that still really make me sour. Uh, being late, myself and others. The way the rich are glorified while the not-rich are ostracized. People that generally waste my time. The willfully ignorant. And Ryan Seacrest. Now the last two are a real conundrum. While I'm not willfully ignorant about Mr. Seacrest, I am certainly ignorant about Mr. Seacrest. You see, I am not the biggest fan of Wheel of Fortune, as I've always been a Jeopardy man. But to hear that Seacrest is going to be the new host of what is pretty much likely to be the single easiest job on the face of the earth really makes me fucking seethe. Think about what's entailed to be the host of Wheel of of Fortune, right? You make a uh, small talk with the with the contestants. Uh, you look at your card and see which letters. Uh, and and a- actually, I don't even think he has to really pay attention to what the fucking letters are that are guessed because Van is doing all the fucking work. All the all the heavy lifting is done by Van White. Yet here we are. Ryan Seacrest is taking over for Pat Sajak. What exactly? Is Ryan Seacrest's marketable skill? He's great at reading cue cards. And as far as I can tell, that's it. I don't see this lasting more than three years. Because I I also don't see Ryan Seacrest uh, aging gracefully on national television every night. He's probably a narcissist and pumps his face with all kinds of crap. Yeah, he was friends with Merv. Yeah, he's done game shows. Blah, 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 blah. Why are we all just collectively fucking sick of Ryan Seacrest by now? Like, who... Who isn't just tired of Ryan Seacrest? What, what more do we need from this man? Like, stop fucking working. And look, Wheel of Fortune isn't work. That is not work. You will never, ever convince me that being the host of Wheel of Fortune is work, because it ain't. All you're doing is showing up, reading cue cards, and making small talk. That's it. That is absolutely 1,000% it. This podcast right now, harder and more work than Wheel of Fortune. However... Still painfully fucking simple. So, enough. I'm done with this guy. I may never watch that stupid program again. (laughs) I think it fucking matters. (laughs) There's a Wheel of Fortune ban in my house. Grr. I missed last week because I was exhausted. And this week, I'm again exhausted. But I just couldn't bear to stand uh, to miss another week of talking. And that's all it really is, just me talking. Again, the world's worst podcast. Anyways, I'm uh, finally getting to talk about the uh, Titanic sub and that whole thing. So all the Red Sox, the A's, Zuck vs. Elon, and of course this week's Three Gripes. And that's all right here, right now, on episode number 161. Yeah. 
of complaints and observations. Still, a voyage into the mundane and an exercise in futility. Swimming in the absurd while drowning in unearned self-importance. Entirely unworthy of your time. It is the world's worst podcast. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Alright, what's up? How are ya? How's things going? Good? Yeah? Alright. Yeah, I'm kind of in a in a bit of a pissy mood, only because, you know, work today was uh I don't know, a little annoying. I I, I hate having to rely on other people to get far too much of my work done. Uh, in order for me to do my job properly, I need uh, a lot of other people to do their job properly. And when they don't, it makes it very frustrating. So so that's the problem today. Um, I, took, I took Monday off, which just means coming into a, uh, you know, 80,000 emails that need to be dealt with right away and then a bunch of other shit that you know, I, I absent-mindedly booked appointments for, for Tuesday for some stupid reason. I don't know why. But but that's where we are. Um, yeah, what else is going on? Uh, weekend was okay. Didn't really do a ton. Drank too much on Saturday. And it, it, it was funny because I... You think you you know how you're going to be when you know you're not. You know, we, look. All right, hold on. Let me let me rewind. I don't drink as much as I used to, and I never really have been a massive drinker. Okay, but I mean, when I was younger, in my younger days, I'm I was known to take them down a bit. No, I don't know. So, you know, it really, in reality, I'll drink a couple days a week now, maximum. Uh, the occasional glass of wine with dinner or the occasional beer with dinner on a weekend. But that's really about it. And so Saturday night, went out to dinner with friends and just, I didn't really drink a ton, but I just drank enough so that I woke up Sunday morning feeling like caca. And uh, I, I didn't care for it. And so... You know, and then it sort of ties into, I had to go to the doctor on Monday and just sort of checking up on my blood work and things like that. And look, for the most part, I am, as I've said before, I'm a reasonably healthy individual, despite being morbidly obese and having high blood pressure, yada, 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 yada. So my blood pressure was a tad high, uh, nothing overly concerning where he's going to change meds or anything like that. But basically, I need to get my diet in order. And then what have I done for the last two days? Uh, you know, stuffed my face with shit. So I don't learn. I'm stupid. And that's the other thing too. I got to stop doing this. <laughs> I caught myself today calling myself stupid. And I got mad at myself for calling myself stupid. It's such a conundrum. It's a real conundrum. I'm just blathering on about nothing. Filling time, not really. Um, but yeah, so so there you go. That's now you're up to date. I miss a week. I come on here, I talk about nothing, uh, and then you're up to date on nothing. It's pretty much how it goes. One thing that I did miss, I was talking about this goddamn submarine. I do not understand the desire to pay $250,000 to someone, some random person slash company, just to venture into the deep ocean and see something that is really just a massive wrecked mausoleum for eight hours or so. 
When you really break it down, that's all it is. And I just read a quote from uh, Robert Ballard, the guy who, who found it in 1985. And basically, he was talking about what happened to the bodies. Like, it was a very graphic. He's basically saying, you know, bodies came raining down all across the Titanic debris field. Animals quickly found them and removed their flesh. And the deep sea at that temperature is saturated in calcium carbonate, which is what your bones are made out of. And the skeleton will actually dissolve in the deep oceans, which takes about five years. And what's left behind is what used to be attached to the body. Mostly shoes. Just fucking shoes. Everywhere. Like, you know, it's not as if there was, you know, a cargo ship full of shoes. No, no. Those shoes were attached to people whose bodies have dissolved. And that's what you're paying $250,000 for? What? Like, you, do you want to have pictures on your phone of this thing, like, that, that bad, to show you, for, oh, look what, I, look what I did last weekend. <laughs> or are you just doing it to remind everyone how fucking rich you are? And it's almost certainly the latter, but I could be very wrong. I mean, maybe... Maybe they just love the thought of seeing where about 1,500 people died. Whatever the reason, it's fucking stupid. There's absolutely no logical reason to be down there, especially when so many other people have already been down there. As I just said, Robert Ballard, 1985, and it's been downhill ever since. A dumb movie, and now dumb people literally dying to see it. In, in, you know, researching and learning about the people that were on this thing, one of them, Hamish Harding, he's a, an, an English or a British, I, I gotta stop doing that, he's a British um, adventurer, basically is what they called him, which is like, uh, really? An adventurer? It's fucking 2023. What's left to do? Oh, I know. Go into a fucking uh, minivan and, and go see the Titanic. Ooh. But, in Hamish's defense, he really was a bit of an explorer. And quite frankly, he he should have been above such trivialities like going to see the Titanic in a minivan. He spent time on Jeff Bezos's cock rocket into space, and he was part of a world record dive into the Mariana Trench, 38,000 feet deep, but this time in a $48 million submersible. But no. No, he wasn't above such trivialities, no. Ultimately, it really, it, it's just sad. Like, the whole thing is sad. Like, another guy brought his 19-year-old son because they wanted, you know, it was a Father's Day adventure. No thanks, Dad. I'm good. I'm going to stay on land where it's mostly safe. And instead, they fell for what, you know, it is quickly becoming obvious that it was a bit of a grift by this guy named Stockton Rush. That name sounds too fake to be a trustworthy guy. And so it's sad that these five people, including old Stockton, lost their lives doing something so foolish. They did likely die in what amounts to an instant, a split second from the pressurized implosion. So I guess it's better than suffering for another four days and then dying. Either way, just not not a uh, a good way to go, right? And, and 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 not that they would know, but boy, Quitter was laughing at him. 
They were laughing at him. Which is a shame. When you die, you don't want people to laugh at you. <laughs> like, that's not good. But it seems to happen, and it seems to being, seems to being, seems to be happening with a bit more regularity of late. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a very strange phenomenon. These rich folk just love to let everyone know how rich they are by doing dumb shit. It makes for um, makes for mediocre podcasting, does it not? Does it not? Dumb. Just like uh, the mediocrity of of these drops that I have now. I did not take the time that I wanted to take uh, to put everything back onto Spotify where it was easy and uh, organized, but I just... Part of me does not want to do it, um, mainly because I don't care for Spotify, but... I don't, I don't care enough about this uh, little hobby of mine to make it any more difficult than I've been making it recently. So I should probably should probably get on that, huh? Excuse me. <clears throat> All right, and speaking of dumb, just when I thought it couldn't get any dumber this week, we have this fakakta bullshit of Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Elon Musk getting into a cage and fighting. And look, there's absolutely no way in hell that they actually ever fight. I shouldn't even say that. There's no way that they actually fight. None. If they're smart, and allegedly, from what I'm told, uh, they are, they'd agree to the whole thing, right? They'd agree to it. Hey, we're going to fight. It's going to be, you know, September 7th in in Las Vegas, Nevada. And you're going to have uh, Dana White. You'll have, who's that boxing dude who's kind of a douche? Uh, the guy who's like the Jake Paul promoter guy. Fuck, I can't remember his name. Shit. But he doesn't like Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar De La Hoya will be involved too. Um, I'm pretty sure Don King's dead, but if he's not, he should show up anyway. Even if he is dead, he should show up. I mean, make it far more interesting. But, you know, make a fucking spectacle out of it, right? Talk shit to each other over their respective dog shit social media platforms. Go through the motions of an actual big fight. You know, the... You print up the fucking billboards with the side profiles when they're staring at each other. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a shred of uh, Photoshop talent. <laughs> Musk Zuckerberg. Oh, what would what would the name be? Oh, fuck. What would the name be? Oh, that's going to bother me. Like, it, it, it would have to, like, S Silicon Valley, I don't know, I got nothing. But, I mean, Jesus. I haven't seen a name for it, which I'm kind of surprised. But, you know, hopefully there's somebody out there putting in the legwork to, to really make fun of this shit and do it properly. One could only hope, right? That would be so great. <laughs> They do a weigh-in. They have to agree to a catch weight because obviously, you know, Musk is probably bigger than 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 Zuck. At least I'm guessing. I don't fucking know. They're probably both terribly short people. You know, they uh, there's there's the weigh-in and there's like uh, you know a little bit of a little bit of a pushing match. Elon calls Zuckerberg Casper. 
fucking Zuck calls Elon like uh you know blood diamond merchant or something something terrible. <laughs> the you know they'll they'll be at like a legitimate um a legitimate undercard where there's like a, a real actual like I don't know, maybe it's another MMA guy, boxing guy. Ooh, I got it. Uh, uh, Francis Naganyu and and John Jones. This is where they have their fight. Is on the pre <laughs> the pre fight. They're the uh, they're the opening bout. Uh, the undercard. Jeez, why well, couldn't fucking remember shit? They're the undercard. Uh, for for Zuck versus Musk. One. <laughs> Oh, God. I should be a promoter. Because I just came up with a fucking brilliant uh, idea. There's one fight that people who care about fighting would love to see, but would have to go down now. You can't wait much longer. So people would, would buy the uh, the premium live event, as they are now referred to. Um... And then and then get get the main event and the uh, I am laughing. So you know the the whole pomp and circumstance. Uh, there's the entrance music. You have fucking uh, Jimmy Lennon Jr. and and fucking uh, he's yeah because it's a Showtime event. <laughs> oh my god. They come to the ring, you know, they got the fucking robes on, they're fucking bouncing up and down, getting loose, they're doing their shit. You know, you got the cut man, you know, checking them, checking the fucking mouthpiece, doing the Vaseline on the forehead, the whole works. They go through all the machinations of what you would typically go through pre-fight. Bell rings, and they just get in the middle and just hug it out. End of fight. They just donate some money to a charity that'll only benefit people that don't really need charity. <laughs> That's the play. No one wants to actually see these two assholes try and fight. Let's be fair. Nobody in their right mind would would want that. Because there's no... There's no positive outcome if these two idiots decide to fight. Right? Like, you know, let's say, for example, one guy uh, actually puts a pounding and a beating on the other guy. It's going to look bad. So they'll never do it. They're so afraid of their of public image. Oh, I just came up with a good one. So they're in the middle of the ring. They're getting ready to, to, to ring the bell. And all of a sudden, the lights go out. <laughs> the lights go out. And, and you know, everyone is staring. Like, oh, my God, what's going on? What, what could this be? The lights go on. And standing in the middle of the ring is Tom from MySpace holding a fucking baseball bat. Like, you know, WCW Sting style. <laughs> it just... Just beats the fuck out of these two guys, and then the lights go down again, and he's gone. Tom from MySpace. And then you don't see him. <laughs> Nobody knows what happened to Tom. And then all of a sudden, he posts some pictures on his Instagram, uh, you know, from fucking Borneo or some shit. <laughs> That only made me laugh, I'm sure. But in my head, it was very funny. Because you got Zuck, right? And he, th you know, he thinks he's big into jujitsu. And maybe he is. I don't know. Who knows? But, you know, it's fucking Zuckerberg. So he'll start, he'll start grabbing early, attempted to take Elon down. But, you know, Musk trained for this. And so he'll coyly, He'll coyly slide out of any attempted takedown. I don't know why the word coyly, and I don't even think that's a word, 
uh, you know, maybe lap. Uh, but then we'll get three or four more rounds of a of slap and tickle, followed by a vicious tongue bath from from each of them. And the stupid media will eat it up. The stupid public will eat it up. And the stupid simps on both sides will crow about how their guy is somehow tougher or better than the other. Again, dumb. But, like, who instantly goes right to challenging someone to a, a cage match? It's like, you know, did, did Elon Musk fall into, like, a, a late 80s... Uh, WWF rabbit hole on YouTube and thoughts of blue steel were dancing around his head. What happened? How did that... How does it even come up? Oh, you want to fight in a cage? What? No, man. (laughs) What are you doing? There's no need for that. And again, it's so... uh, It's wonderfully stupid. And just plain stupid. Some people get, you know, really angry about both sides. Uh, a friend of the show, Connor, tweeted, like, oh, I'd love it if they both died. I'm like, oh, man, whoa. Really, dude? Like, let's, let's, you know, reel it in a bit. Chill out. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be satisfied if they just both got embarrassed. That'd be fine. And then just went about quietly living their lives. Or I wouldn't have an issue if Tom from MySpace... (laughs) Tom from MySpace descended from the rafters (laughs) and exacted revenge upon them. I don't know what revenge it would be, but, you know. You get it. You know what I'm talking about, right? No? Not familiar with... Pro, pro sting. Six one seven six five seven four seven three six. Call in, complain, talk, discuss. Maybe you have something different that Tom from MySpace could do in the middle of that bout. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear anything, really. Uh, the show has, uh, lost whatever edge it's, it's had in the past. Uh, I think I might be down to one listener now, which is probably just me. Uh, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. What could you do? You know, we, we can try to ramp this up again, see what happens, get back up to four listeners. It would be nice. Not counting on it. But one could never tell. Um... There are a handful of other things that I wanted to touch on. Okay, right from the jump. Uh, I may have been somewhat wrong about the Red Sox. Now, it pains me to admit that, because quite frankly, I have um, really... I, I, I want them to fail, not just to prove that I'm right, but really to hopefully you know, get ownership to, to sack up a bit and, and not not have the club just be a, uh, a business venture and have it be what it once was, which was uh, exciting. And, and look, I need to sort of put that away because that's not how business works in sports anymore. It just doesn't. It's not a thing. Um, and, and so... It, it's a it's a sad realization when you when you figure out that that's what it is. And so what you really just want is for the team to not be boring. You want players that uh, are good, not just quirky, gritty guys like that. Because they, look, they've got a whole fucking team of those guys right now, and that's not that's not going to get me to go. You know, not it's not going to leave me saying, boy, I can't wait to watch them tonight, right? And then the, the flip side of the coin is you have a lot of people say, oh, whoa, look what the Reds did. The Reds are fun now. Yeah, the fucking Reds. This is not Cincinnati, folks. We are not the Cincinnati Reds, right? The Reds have been, like, putrid for a solid decade, right? We should never get to that point where we're putrid for a solid decade, although... 
where it stands now, if we finish last in the division again, it's going to be, what, four out of the last five years where we finished last? But, you know, Red Sox fans around here suddenly are okay with that. Why? I don't know. I do not know. I don't get it. Uh, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I think the only reason that they're in the position that they're in is because they have a really good manager. I think Alex Cora is an excellent manager. He is squeezing everything he can out of this team. The pitching stinks. And look, Brian Bellow, fine. He'll be okay. But, like, Garrett Whitlock is a pitch away from blowing out an elbow. Uh, Carter Crawford, he must have a rabbit's foot jammed up his asshole because he should not be this good. Uh, who, James Paxton, like that dude's literally in. He is just—he's a walking injury. Like there's just no way around it. He's going to get hurt again, if he hasn't already. And then you're gonna be stuck again with a bunch with with nothing. You have zero depth anywhere. Your infield stinks. Your outfield's okay, but I you know Jaron Duran I don't think is anything super special. I think changing the rules uh, has allowed him to flourish uh, as a base dealer, which is obviously going to be valuable moving forward if they keep the rules as they are. But, like, you can't play defense. I mean, it is, it's JV-level defense. But the problem is they're going to go through the whole season uh, they'll they'll probably be 500 or somewhere around it. Uh, High and Bloom will get an extension, and we'll sit through this again. And then we have to sit here and wait for for Marcelo Meyer and Nick York and some of these other guys who are lottery tickets. And I I tweeted this out, and it's just like why why are we satisfied with this? Why are we happy to have lottery tickets? Like that's what prospects are. You don't know what you're getting. Just because a kid is good in double A AA or triple A does not mean he is going to be an all-star. It just, quite frankly, the fact that it's taken Marcelo Meyer this long, and I don't care how old he is. I don't care if he was drafted out of high school or college. I don't give a fuck. The fact that he's not playing in the big leagues now tells me he's not that good. It's kind of a foolish take, yes, but... If he's a transcendent talent, as I'm being told, then he already would have been here. Then again, they'd probably manipulate the fuck out of him so that they can, uh, you know, keep his service time okay and, and under wraps. I just hate that I'm wrong about this. And it, I hate that um, I, I don't... But again, like... It's just so many injuries, and it's all, when you have a bunch of guys who have injury histories, this is what's going to happen. And then you're going to try to tell me that Trevor Story is going to come back and play shortstop? No fucking way. If he does, I give it a month before he gets hurt again, and he can't fucking throw. Because he couldn't throw before he got here, had fucking surgery, now they're going to throw him back out there to play shortstop? When he couldn't play second base last year? Get the fuck out of here. Get out. There was a reason he was available, and it's because he's a, a, you know, a walking mash unit. So, the, the, the good thing is, but, you know, the Yankees stink, which is nice. It doesn't hold the same cachet that it used to, but it's still nice when they stink. Uh, but granted, they're still record-wise better than the Red Sox, but they stink. Aaron Judge out of the lineup, and they can't do shit. Yowza. Not good. So that's the Red Sox. You know, I don't really have any deep dive. Um, I did want to... I also want to touch on the A's and how the guy that... Well, guys who own the A's are, wow, are they pieces of shit. Almost as big as that building that they play in, which is an abomination. 
when there is sewage leaking into the building, you should not be playing uh, baseball there. What was it at the beginning of the year? There was a possum who lived in the fucking, um, in the ceiling of the press, the visitor's press box. There was a possum there. What are we doing? Yet it's the fucking fans' fault that, that you know, uh, they're not drawing crowds. Really? They're not drawing crowds because the team is horrible. The building is horrible. And it's all done purposely so that they can pick up and fucking scam taxpayers into giving them money to build in Las Vegas. That's all. The whole thing's a scam. They had zero interest in staying in Oakland. Zero. They wanted the glitz and the glam. The glitz and the glam of Las Vegas, Nevada. And they fooled the taxpayers into uh, contributing. Now, Here's the thing, right? It may not even be the direct taxpayers of uh, Nevada. So, like, residents, who knows? Most likely it has to do with a hotel tax of some kind. I didn't, again, no research put into this. Zero. I just think it's fucking shady as hell. Giving billionaires money is stupid. But what they do is flat-out extortion. Like, oh, if we don't get what we want, we're moving. Well, what? That's not how this should go, sir. But the people of Oakland are getting fucked. It's not fair. Like, it, it, the whole, like, sentimentality in sports is gone, right? Loyalty, sentimentality as a whole in sports as a whole, is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. The days of yore, right? It's just not a thing in 2023. It's, it's not. And it's a shame. Because that's when sports were fun. Now it's a business. It's a big business. It's, uh, you know, it's entertaining. I wouldn't call it fun anymore. It's entertaining. I find myself, like, drifting to the fringes of professional sport. I think I'd mentioned the uh, the local rugby team last time. So like rugby and soccer because it, I think that both still hold I mean look, I don't know enough about rugby to say this, but soccer in particular, I think it it it's still less and less by the day, mind you, still has a little bit of that sentimentality behind it. Not so much loyalty. Money is ruining that sport. And even like in the lower leagues in England where, you know, it was scrappy, uh, you, you know, buildings full of, of locals who have, who paid their, you know, six bucks a night for the season ticket. And, have, and go out regardless of the, uh, of the outcome of their supporting their club every week. Even that's kind of going by the wayside. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds and, and Rob McElhaney. Great story. We're making a, a League Two club into, you know, the, the... I don't even know what to compare it to, because you can't. It's a new phenomenon. I fell for it, and, and look, I admittedly, I enjoy it. Like, the show is awesome. Like, I can't wait to watch it again when it starts up this summer. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be thrilling. But it's it's a TV show now. Like, Wrexham, less uh, a professional footballing outfit and, and a more of a TV venture. Which, sports in general, that's what it's become. It's a shame. Anyways, uh, fuck the Los Angeles... Los Angeles... Shit! Fuck the Las Vegas A's. <laughs> fuck you, John Fisher. Sell the team. Those poor people in Oakland. I, I mean, felt so fucking bad. Oh, we're going to do a reverse boycott. We're going to show up. We're going to have 28,000 people show up to this shithole of a stadium. 
then you have that fucking just meat shield asshole Rob Manfred. Oh, 28,000. That's a, you know, that's an average Major League Baseball game. Fuck you, you sanctimonious fuck. You fucking... I don't even want to, what, do you, what do you call a guy like that? Modern day commissioners, they're nothing but fucking meat shields for their for the owners. It's gross. I'll leave it there. Fuck you, Rob Manfred. Fuck you. All right. Hey, good news. Um, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the program, the end. And specifically, three gripes. Gripe number one. Old people complaining about younger generations. They hearken back to uh, going out to dinner uh, with friends uh, Saturday night. Wife and I are sitting there uh, at, at the table, waiting for said friends to arrive. And there was a group, two couples. I would say that they were in their 60s. So now look, they're not that much older than I am. As much as I hate to admit that, they're not that much older. 15, 20 years older than me, maybe. And they just kept talking about how kids these days can't communicate. And it got me thinking, it's like, I'm sure this has been said numerous times, this is not new, but what do you think, you know, 45 years ago? So what was that? Mid-70s. What do you think people in their, in their mid to late 60s that, you know, in the uh, mid to late 70s, let's see if you can follow along. <laughs> people in their mid to late 60s, back in the mid to late 70s, what do you think they thought about? Kids in their late teens, early 20s. What do you think they were saying? Oh, all they care about is this rock music or disco and television. <laughs> like, there was a complaint. There's always been a complaint. That should, it seems to be, like, which, which generation is going to be the one that stops complaining about younger generations? Who's going to be the first? I can... Uh, guarantee it's not going to be Gen X because Gen Xers complain about fucking younger generations all the time. And I'm guilty as charged. But who's it going to be? You think Gen Z is going to be the one that is just like, yeah, fuck it, we don't care. Do your thing, kids. I don't know, but it's just one of these things that I don't, I don't understand the point of it. Like, you're not going to change the world, sir. You're not going to change uh, young people and the way that they do young people things because you can't follow along or you don't like it. The pot calling the kettle black. Boom. Gripe number two. Cigarettes are illegal in Brookline. Did you know this? Because I had no idea. In the uh, city or town of Brookline, outside of the city of Boston, cigarettes are illegal. And, you know, it, it really got me thinking. Who, who in, like, the city council or, or whomever, whatever form of government, Brookline has. Who came up with the idea that said, we are going we are going to take tax money out of our pockets, revenue out of the pockets of small business people, by banning a vice. Who? Who are you? And who the fuck do you think you are? Now look. In Dave's Utopia, cigarettes do not exist. I find them disgusting. I find them vile. I hate them. Like, legitimately hate them. I see zero redeeming qualities about cigarettes. I've never understood it. 
Add that to the list of shit I don't understand. I wish I had someone who was a big enough fan of this program that would go back and listen to everything and, and list out all the shit that when I say I, I can't wrap my head around it or I don't understand. I'd love to see that list. But anyways, newly on the top of that is cigarettes because I don't fucking get it. I don't see the appeal. They smell bad. That's number one. Number two, they're expensive. And number three, they're just fucking gross. They ki- they'll, they'll kill you. What's the appeal? It's almost as dumb as getting into a fucking sub and trying to go see the Titanic. I should, shouldn't say that. Cigarettes are far dumber than that. Far, far dumber. So Brookline, in their infinite wisdom, and who seem to think that they live in this fucking... Uh, on an island. As if people can't just cross into Brighton or Alston and just buy cigarettes somewhere else and then bring them back into town. What are we doing? What's the point? Are you looking for someone to come up and pat you on the back, Brookline? Because, you know, I'm sure you get that often and you just can't get enough of it. Oh, we're Brookline. We're better than you. Are you? Like, you're assholes. If you really wanted to make a statement, let them fucking sell them in Brookline, right? But but charge 30 bucks a pack. Like, put some kind of insane tax onto it. That'll that'll stop the problem. If, if your concern is just people's buying cigarettes or smoking in town, which is fucking stupid, why would you be concerned about that? That's what you do. Just charge more and let people waste their money on it. But, again, what do I know? I'm talking into a microphone. My guess is that uh, that was thought of. Now, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Fuck you, Brookline. (laughs) (laughs) Gripe number three. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobert. I don't even know if I'm fucking saying her name right, but whatever. Allegedly, uh, Bobert, no, MTG called Bobert, quote, a little bitch, end quote, on the floor of the house. Now, Spare me the bullshit with decorum and all that other crap, but, you know, because uh, my guess is that far, far, far worse has been said. The problem is that these two people, these two people are elected representatives. And they're just, they're just, I don't, I don't even, I, I you can't call them horrible people. I mean, I guess you can if you really wanted to. You certainly could. I just think it's more than that. Like, they are opportunists. They're grifters of the highest order. No morals. No intelligence. They're just useless. And there will come a time when these two slugs will not be a part of the public consciousness. And I may be long gone before that ever happens, but it's going to happen. And when it does, I am convinced that the earth will swallow itself and then cease to exist. Because no thing and no one could possibly be dumber, and then we're all going to suffer for it. That is all for the program this week. Thank you. As always, for checking it out and tuning in, all one of you. Thank you. And also, uh, thank you for telling your friends, spreading the word. It would be really nice if, uh, you know, if you could visit some of my social channels, at ComplaintsPod, on all the varied social channels, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, fuck Facebook. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that I don't do anything with. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. Uh, I'm on a bunch of other crap. 
that I don't do anything with. But I'd love to see it if you, uh, you know, maybe maybe talked about the show. Some you you mentioned the the great uh, bit that I came up with earlier for uh, MySpace Tom dropping out of the ceiling, ceiling, dropping out the ceiling, dropping out of the ceiling in the middle of the Musk Zuck battle. God, I need a, I, we need a name for that. Someone come up with a name for that fight. And then a cheesy-ass uh, old-school boxing poster. Something from the 80s, though. Not not any, not the, the like, the tri-colored shit, you know, from, like, the Rocky Marciano era in the 50s. I don't want that. Give me, give me, like, the Hagler Hearns-esque. That looks like an Olin Mills Photoshop photo shoot. Fuck. God, I can't talk. I hate when the jokes, um, you know, miss. Not because they're bad jokes. I mean, they're bad jokes, but I hate when the jokes miss because I just can't talk. That's the worst. But, uh, yeah. Just, just again, mention to your friends, hey, do you like podcasts? Oh, I do. Great. How would you like to listen to the world's worst podcast and then direct them to my show? That would be, that'd be fucking so cool. That'd be so cool. Uh, and then they can call in 617-657-4736. Call in. What's on your mind? I uh, haven't had a call in a while. Uh, I had a bunch of calls, lost them. Uh, Google kind of fucked me. And, uh, yeah, so if you've called in in the last month or so, call back. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, that'll do her. Again, um, all the various social channels, check it out. Tell your friends, tell your moms. Godspeed. Am I forgetting something? Uh, no, I don't think so. Ta-ta. Mm -hmm.